I want to start this podcast about grief and being triggered at the holiday season with a question, a question that may just go right to the heart or it may feel invalidating. I'm not sure where it's going to land with you. I want you to ask yourself, what if this grief is not the worst thing that's ever happened to me? What if this grief allows me to meet the most vulnerable places of my inner being, and this is an opportunity to receive light in the darkness? I know for me, a few years ago, I was a single mom, newly filed for divorce in a house that felt so quiet, so lonely, and I was so scared. It was literally like all my worst nightmares had come true. Everything that I had avoided couldn't be avoided anymore. That's the thing about Christmas. Christmas invites us into this place where we can't avoid the things that we normally can ignore. It shines a light on our most vulnerable places, our relationships, our finances, even our purpose, what we're doing with our lives. With the marker of the end of a calendar year and on the precipice of all these resolutions and visions and dreams for the next year ahead, it can show us where we maybe fear that we're not enough or we don't have enough. It can make us relate to scarcity and we can feel like we're never going to not feel this way. Like this way we feel today is going to be like this forever because maybe it's a really familiar feeling to you, especially in the winter. And I think that is what is so important to remember about a holiday that is supposed to be about celebration and expansion and birth, that this holiday is happening in a time of year where seasonally we are wanting to contract and hibernate and slow down. And the commercialism of this time of year is an opposing force. It's exhausting. And then there is family. There's the societal pressures, and then there's our family of origin. Our family in a perfect world, which is what all the shows on TV and all the perfect Christmas cards that we get in the mail create as the image for this season, our idea of the container of what family should have been for us. Our family should have been a place where no matter what we were feeling and no matter what was going on, that we would have been met with, I'm here. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere. We'll figure this out together. And unfortunately for so many of us, that wasn't the container that was set. Instead, it was a container where we felt like a burden, where people didn't show up for us, where in our times of need or loneliness, we were not met with loving tenderness. We were met with that vibration of scarcity that there's not enough for you. So here we are, Christmas, a season of abundance. And what's hardwired into our blueprint is the fear that there's not enough for you. And these two things come face to face. And then it's our job to work all of that out in a time where the checklists are never longer than they are this month right here. Do you hear and see everything that I'm saying to you right now? Do you hear how there's no alignment, but yet culture 
says this is what we do, so this is what we do. What if you didn't have to do that? What if your grief is an invitation to meet your needs, to show up for yourself, and to invite safe connection as much as you possibly can through safe people, through nature, through music, through things that truly bring you wonder and awe and joy and delight, to things that set a container of safety. In the noticing of the sadness, the noticing of the loss, the noticing of the fear, there's an invitation, an invitation, an opportunity to bring light, to give yourself a gift of changing the blueprint of connection. And there's freedom in that. And I know this is hard because the message of how you got love as a child was you were taught that you suppress or you were taught that you perform or you were taught that you don't rock the boat. You were taught that you just take the scraps and call it good. And that's how you stayed safe and connected. So this whole idea of doing what you want and having agency is really revolutionary. And at the same time, it can be lonely because if you don't play by the rules of the blueprint of your family or of that person who hurt you, you're alone. And that's where I found myself Christmas 2018. Around September, October, I stopped playing by the rules of that year. I stopped playing by those rules. And by December 2018, I was alone. And here is where this story has wisdom. Because everything I'm about to share with you is what I wish someone would have told me six years ago, five years ago. The first thing I want to offer you to consider is if the people that hurt you weren't able to give you what you needed, it's probably not going to be the place that heals you now. I want you to prepare yourself. I want you to have a plan. I want you to consider your personal needs. This isn't a time for the solutions to come from outside of you anymore. I know that you've been an expert in looking hyper vigilantly at everyone around you and those solutions for your inner world were supposed to come from those people outside of you. And for a while, maybe they did. But this is not the season where the solution comes from anyone else. You don't need to be rescued. You can make a plan for how you can show up for yourself this Christmas. And it can look however you need it to look. And where do you start to make that plan? Is you go inward to your body. And you listen to the sensations that it's giving you. Do you feel any physical sensations in your body? Write those down. Feel those sensations. Maybe it's an ache in your heart. Maybe it's pain and tension in your neck because of how much you've been thinking and ruminating. Maybe it's tingling in your legs because you just want to get up and run away. Just write them down. Notice that they're there. And after you do that... Notice, are there any emotions deeper that you haven't let yourself feel yet? Because we've been so outwardly focused in desperation or comparison that we haven't been able to get curious. And as you get curious, what layers of emotion are under the physical sensations that you're feeling right now? I want you to ask yourself, 
what are the cues of danger and what are the cues of safety that either perpetuate these sensations of tension and contraction and constriction and scarcity and fear? What are the things that are dangerous? It doesn't matter if it makes sense. What are the things that bring a feeling of contraction? And what are the things that bring a feeling of safety? This is where you bring your choice back online because there's so much in life where you don't have a choice. But when you are able to eliminate some cues of danger and take some things off your list, you're able to then turn towards things that are safe. When you're thinking about how the holiday season affects your nervous system, the nervous system is going to move into fight flight whenever there is a threat. And for many of us, that can be our families. And it's going to completely shut down and numb out and disconnect and disassociate when the energy that it takes to overcome that challenge is too great. And just the noticing of where is my energy? What can I remove that depletes my energy? What can I say no to? What expectation can I adjust? Is there anything here that I have control over? Can I put my phone away? What can I do to bring wisdom and care to the things that I'm feeling in my body? Giving your body the just right moment of attunement is so beautiful when you were that kid who didn't have that as an option. It's healing at the deepest core level and it's anchoring into this very moment to offer care with such kindness and such intention and precision and clarity because you're listening. Your body doesn't speak the English language. It speaks in sensations and it speaks in emotions and making it a practice to listen without always having to know why, but just knowing that this is where I'm at in this moment. And maybe it feels really intense because it's familiar and your nervous system is always being shaped. Either it's repatterning or deepening the existing pattern. And if the container of care was not set for you as a child, don't keep doing that to yourself now. Don't keep deepening the existing pattern of abdicating the power that you have in your life to create what you want to create, no matter how it looks. Because this isn't little you. This is present day you who's made it this far and who has accomplished everything that she's accomplished in spite of those people and in spite of the disappointments and in spite of the pain. Here you are and your breath can be such a gift. And I want to talk about some tangible things. I know you've heard before. This is nothing new. It's just a good reminder. Just that moment to tune in and listen, your breath the way your breath can expand and you can sigh and I'm doing it right now and how it immediately begins to slow down the parasympathetic nervous system. In the slowing down, it gives you an opportunity to unshame your response because your patterns of protection are normal. There is no shame for having a trigger. And when we unshame that response, we can show up for ourselves. And we can reduce or resolve some of the danger cues to add in safety when we're ready. So we prepare ourselves by radically accepting 
by bringing choice back online and we unshame the way we show up. There is no scorecard. There is no grade book. There is no guy checking a list. There is you showing up every day to check in and see what you need. And there is you inviting support in, not because you need a rescue, but because you're saying, I'm vulnerable and I'm going to, even in this place of vulnerability, I'm going to invite in safe forms of connection, which totally changes the story of I have to perform to be safe. It gives you a moment to not deepen the existing pattern because you're not trading, look at me doing everything perfectly and having no problems as the way you connect. You're not trading connection for performance. You're saying, here I am and I am still so worthy of safe connection. And I've never known that before. And the only way I would have known that is if I were in this exact place that I'm at right now, this place of feeling lonely, this place of feeling alone, this place of losing something. The last thing I want you to know about grief and triggers at the holidays is that it's an opportunity for restoration. While everyone else is running around like chicken with their heads cut off, I want you to book a massage. I want you to lay in bed for a weekend consciously. I want you to restore. I want you to predict where does well-being exist in my future in the next couple of weeks. Where does well-being exist? What if this isn't the worst thing that ever happened to you? What if this is a moment in time where instead of it being about what everyone else is doing, it's instead about what you want to be doing? And there's no calendar and there's no commercial holiday that gets to decide that for you. And the parts of you that feel alone are the parts of you that have been needing to be witnessed this whole year anyways. So give them space. Let them speak. Let them sing their song, just like that little child in you who needed that container where an adult would look you in the eye and say, we're going to figure it out. And this is a chance for you to repattern. When you notice yourself feeling these ways, you can hold yourself. You can prepare yourself. You can support yourself. And you can restore yourself so you can receive love and feel safe even in the darkest of places, and you turn inward and you say, I don't know how, but we're going to figure this out because you are and you always have. And that's what makes you beautiful. And this is not the worst thing that's ever happened to you. This is a part of your story. It's bringing you back to be where your feet are. It's putting your feet on the ground, on the earth, and it's allowing you a place to rest. Thank you so much for listening to the Golden Hour Podcast. I feel like you just came into my living room. We kicked our shoes off, got cozy, and had a cup of coffee together. I hope you did too. If you want to keep this conversation going or you're looking for more information about the work that I do in my coaching containers, you can find everything in the show notes at the bottom. Of course, y'all, let's connect on Instagram at Becca Gaskin. And shoot me a DM if something in this podcast resonated with you. I would love to hear so much. Don't forget, there will never be another you. And no one, I mean no one, can take care of you as good as you can. You don't have to be rescued. You have everything that you need.
I love you more than coffee and I'll see you next time.